Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Thompson from the Preacher's Pulpit. Today, we're going to be looking in the First Kings, the 18th chapter. And to give this message a uh, title, we're going to call it From the Mountaintop to the Valley, How Fast We Can Fall Off the Mountaintop. Elijah in the 18th chapter is when he took the prophets of Baal, and they both were making a sacrifice. But the, whoever's God would answer by fire, that was going to be the God of Israel. Now, being as the prophets of Baal were many, they took their sacrifice and they put it up on the altar. And they dressed it. And they did this first. They, they were the first ones to do it. And they done it early in the morning until late in the evening. And they prayed. They jumped on the altar. They cut themselves. They done everything they could think of to get their God to answer, to get Baal to answer. Baal couldn't answer. Now, I don't believe that these prophets would do this if they didn't believe that Baal would answer it. So obviously, the devils had answered before because we know that there's only one God and anything else that's being worshipped is devils. So these devils didn't, didn't answer this time because there is one true God, Jesus Christ being his name. So that Baal couldn't answer the prophets of Baal. So Elijah took his sacrifice and he prepared it. And he laid it out in the manner that it was supposed to be laid out and separated. And he told the people to dig a trench around the altar. And they dug a trench around the altar. And they took four bales of barrels of water. And he told them to pour it upon the sacrifice. And they poured it upon the sacrifice and upon the wood about the altar. So that it ran down into the trenches. He said, do it again. And they did it again. He said, do it again. And they did it again. Twelve barrels of water was poured upon the sacrifice and upon the wood. And it ran down into the trenches. Then, and God answered by fire. And the Bible says that it consumed the sacrifice and the dust thereof and licked up all of the water. Then Elijah took the prophets of Baal down to the stream and he slew them. He killed them. Then he went and told Ahab, he said, get thyself down because there is abundance of rain. <clears throat> he went up to the mount, top of Mount Carmel and he prayed. And he told his servant, he said, go look. We got it to see. And the servant came back and said, I don't see anything. He said, go up and look again. He prayed again. He went up and looked again. He said, go up and look again. He went up and looked again. Didn't see anything. He said, go up and look again. He goes up and looks again. Comes down and says, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. <clears throat> and Elijah took off running and ran ahead of Herod in his chariot. And there was abundance of rain. Now notice what happens next in this book of Kings. 
When Herod got back, he told Jezebel what had happened. And Jezebel said, Let it be done unto me also, if Elijah's head remains on him by this time tomorrow. Now, Elijah had just seen the mighty hand of God. Elijah had just witnessed God sending fire down from heaven for him and the people. Elijah had just witnessed God send abundance of rain. And all the other miracles that God had done, Elijah had, had, had witnessed. But because of Jezebel, Elijah feared. And Elijah ran away and hid himself in the cave for fear that Jezebel was going to kill him. Elijah had just been on the mountaintop. And now he was afraid for his very life. He had seen the miracles that God had done time and time again. But Elijah feared Jezebel. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear spelled F-E-A-R. Fear means false realities appearing real. It's falsehood. How many times have you been afraid of something only to, for time to pass and, and to, to see that there was nothing to fear at all? False evidence appearing real. Fear. False evidence appearing real. Faith is believing in God. Elijah had faith in God that God would answer by fire on the mountaintop. He had faith in God that God would answer his prayer and send abundance of rain. But he didn't have faith in God that God could deliver him from the hand of Jezebel. And he went and hid himself and said, Lord, it's time, let me die. Now, Elijah, before he died, he anointed Elisha to be prophet in his stead. When we look at the prophet Elisha, the king of Syria wanted to make war against Israel. And his servant told him, he said, the prophet Elisha knows what you think and say in your bedchamber. So the king of Syria sent troops, and they surrounded the town, the place where Elisha was. And his servant got up the next morning and went outside and seen it and went inside and told Elisha. And he feared, but Elisha wasn't afraid. Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, open my servant's eyes and let him see that there be more with us than be with them. And his eyes were open, and he seen chariots of, of fire and swords of fire of the angels in the mountains. And he prayed again to strike this, this, this company with blindness. And he told him, he says, the person you seek is not here. I'll lead you to him. And he tucked him into the king's court, the castle. 
And then he prayed that they opened their eyes. And when they opened their eyes, they seen that they were in the king's court, surrounded by the king's men. And the king asked Elijah, shall I smite them? Elijah said, no, don't smite them. Would you smite somebody you took in, ba in uh, battle? Taking this, this, this company in battle, feed them, give them water, and send them back to their master. The difference, the difference between the mountaintop and the valley is faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There is no reason to ever leave the mountaintop. Many pastors this last year have been afraid that the government was going to come in and lock them up and do all sorts of things to them, even though they were probably never threatened by the government but heard it on the news that somebody else was. So it's what happens in so many cases. The government likes to make an example of one person to put fear in everyone else. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Why do they want everyone wearing masks? Why do they want you hiding your face? There was a time if you went into a jewelry store and you were wearing a mask, the first thing they did was call the police. And they'd have you arrested for wearing the mask in a jewelry store or in a bank. Now they want to require you to wear a mask in certain localities, in banks, in jewelry stores, in shopping centers, and sadly to say, even in some churches. This shouldn't be. We shouldn't be in fear. We should be in faith. If God can deliver the prophets of Baal into the hand of the people of Israel, and they killed them all, or Elijah did, if he can do that, if he can stop up the heavens from sending water, and then send the water, send abundance of rain. He can protect each and every one of us. We need faith. Faith cometh by hearing. There was a time when the, prophet, when the disciples tried to cast out a devil, and they couldn't. And they took the child to Jesus, and he cast out the devil. And they asked him, why couldn't we do this? And he said, this kind cometh out only by much prayer and fasting. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we fast and we pray, we will hear the voice of God. When we fast and we pray, we receive power over the enemy. Why is it? that the enemy, that the government is trying to shut down Christian churches. And they, they're not even discriminating. They don't care if you're Pentecost, Baptist, even Catholic, Presbyterian. But they're not shutting down the Buddhist temples. 
They're not shutting down the Islamic temples. If they want to pray, they can still meet. They can still pray. It's just the churches. It's the churches because Satan knows that his time is limited. And he knows that if the church wakes up, if the church wakes up, that they will assume their power through Jesus Christ and they will take everything that he has. When you read the Old Testament and you read of, you read of Balaam, Balaam was a man, a prophet, that taught Israel to sin. The Bible calls it an abomination. He taught the people to sin. This government, this news media in the United States and throughout the world is teaching the people to sin. Jesus said, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they shall heal the sick. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Faith in Jesus Christ. Too often and for too long, too many saints have put their trust in doctors and in other things other than Jesus Christ. You want, you want to have an insurance policy? Your insurance policy is in Jesus Christ. You want a health plan? Your health plan is in Jesus Christ. And you better start praying, especially if you're over the age of 60, you better start praying and you better start building your faith. Because our medical system is no longer built to take care of the elderly. And if you don't believe it, look what happened in New York a year ago. When this COVID thing first hit, they had thousands, hundreds of thousands in their healthcare system that died, the elderly that died. They were in nursing homes. It was a way to kill them, to get them off of the government dole. So that money could be used for people that they wanted to have on it. They don't want to pay for the elderly because most of the elderly don't vote Democrat. Most of them, majority of them, vote Republican. Democrats can't have that. Democrats in a fair election couldn't win a dog catcher's position. Hardly any place in this country. They are outnumbered by the millions. Yet, through scheming and cheating, they won this last election. Or they'd win it, they stole this last election from President Trump. In four short months, look at what's happened to our country. Look at what's happened to the world. 
Russia is poised to go into Ukraine. China and Iran, according to the UN, are now the, the spokespeople for women's rights. And you think this is not upside down? The man we have in office right now is nothing more than a figurehead. Barack Obama is calling the shots. And this is his third term. Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them. And the problem is the people that are there are just like the pastors in our churches that are closed down, that haven't reopened, that have limited congregations, that make their congregation wear masks, hide their face, that don't have altar calls in some cases because you can't get everybody together. It could spread the virus. You know, you got to be six feet apart. Can you tell me what six feet does? There's been no studies on this. There's no facts that show that six feet apart does anything. You go into the airports and they have six feet apart. You go into the grocery store and they have these little circles on the floor. You know, you got to stay here. If you're flying, they separate you in the airport. And as soon as you get on that tin box, you're sitting there like sardines packed in, shoulder to shoulder. And everybody is trying to get the mask down so they can breathe throughout the flight. The mask has got nothing to do with nothing to do with your health. Let's use just a tad bit of common sense. The mask that they want you to wear is a mask they wear in surgery to keep spittle out of your body, not germs from going into the doctor or from the doctor to you. That's not what that mask was designed for. It's to keep spittle out of your body. So you wear your mask. There's three ways toxins leave your body. Toxins leave when you go to the bathroom and you urine in your stools, and when you breathe. And the bulk goes out through your breath. So you're breathing in, out into this mask, and the air you breathe out is a higher humidity than what you're breathing in. So you're breathing out moist air into a mask that when you breathe in, is collecting bacteria and everything else in it, and the toxins that you're breathing out are stuck there. So when you breathe in, you're sucking them back into your body. You breathe them out, they get caught in the mass. You breathe them in, they get, go back into your body. And this is supposed to be healthy? People, you've, you've got a brain. Some of you have a little bit of common sense. Think about what you're doing and think about what the government is doing to you. It's a way of downsizing the population. And they're bringing in people at the border. We have a crisis at the border again. They're bringing in people at the border 
to take over your position in this country. They're going to take the United States and never fire a shot if people don't wake up. And it begins at the church of God. It begins in the church. It begins in the pulpit when ministers decide to quit being afraid and to be full of faith. Until next time, this is Bruce Thompson. Thank you.